Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of geek to me Radio. Today we are joined live by the voice of Wonder Woman, Susan Eisenberg, and she's not alone. She's brought her Justice League co-star, Green Arrow himself, Ken Schreiner, to the show. We'll be talking with both of them for the whole hour, so stand by. And if you're driving around the greater St. Louis area right now, hearing this on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM, thank you very much for tuning in. If you're streaming us out there in the world, and I know a lot of you are for this show, thank you very much for finding us on the World Wide Webs. And of course, if you're listening to this after the fact in the podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podomatic, thank you very much for subscribing and listening there. Uh, We're going to jump right into this, a show I'm calling Wonder Arrow, much to the dismay of all the Wonder Bat fans out there. Uh, we've got... My very favorite guest, as I've stated once before, Susan Eisenberg, the sensational Susan Eisenberg, the voice of Wonder Woman, and she's brought along her Justice League co-star. We've got Ken Schreiner, the voice of Green Arrow. How are you both doing today? We're good. I wouldn't even call him a co-star. Is he a co-star? We're just recurring Green Arrow. (laughs) That's right. Recurring Green Arrow. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I know that it's a sore subject, but... When they kicked off the Justice League Unlimited uh, almost 15 years ago, the opening episode was entirely about the Green Arrow, which caused a lot of jealousy among some of the superheroes. Uh, I'm just saying that. I'm just going on record. They were not pleased. He's basically saying that we were upset that he took away our airtime, and he's right. (laughs) Andrea did mention having to break up some fistfights in the hallways. Uh, She got in between you guys a couple times. That was very nice of Andrea to referee. Yes, she's good at that. She had years of experience. So uh, as we've talked about before with Susan, uh, what kind of uh, prep she got into, what she did to uh, to uh, d- uh, kind of engage in this role as Wonder Woman. Ken, if you could talk for a little bit about what your, uh, I guess, background was for comic books in general, Green Arrow specifically, and what you had to do to get into the role for this particular voiceover acting gig. Um, well, I had been doing, I was very much into... Uh, Aquaman at a a period of time before and I you know thought that would and when they called and they said would you be the voice of the Green Arrow uh I thought wow okay and so then I had to get out and do my comic book research and hit a couple of these comic book shops and start to really understand who the Green Arrow was and his his backstory and um but uh, 
it was kind of perfect casting, don't you think? Well, I mean, it's pretty, pretty dead on for you. Well, but I had been, you know, was doing General Hospital, and I was kind of a, a wise-cracking district attorney, so I maybe thought that they wanted to get a, that kind of a attitude with the arrow, and as it turned out, they kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They got they, that. They kind of wanted me to be that uh, guy that had a, you know, kind of a quick, you know, uh, Quick answer for everybody. Well, yeah, it was kind of like a combination of, you know, uh, go ahead, make my day, open your mouth. And, you know, so it was uh, a little Clint Eastwoody, a little, uh, you know, diehard guy, uh, John McClane. So it was kind of a bunch of different attitudes that was incorporated into the Green Arrow. And, you know, when I got to do it with all the other actors, that it was very much like an old radio show. And then I went to New York to do a show and I had to go. Then I continued to do it and I was in different recording studios by myself. So it wasn't quite as much fun as it was being with all the other, uh, you know, superheroes. superheroes. And so, yeah, a lot of people have commented on Drea's style about having them all in a big radio play. Uh, is really such a unique and fun way to do it because you guys are all seeing each other and your reactions, and it's a lot, uh, I guess, more visceral than doing, like Susan, you've talked about before, doing the video game voiceovers where it's just you in a booth for eight hours. Exactly. Exactly. And you do a rehearsal, like with Andrea. You know, you read through the script, you do a rehearsal, and so you get, you know, to hear how it's going to sound, and you also get to hear direction from Andrea or Bruce. Um, So, yeah, it gives you that feel of being, like, in a radio drama. Um, so yeah, but then Kim went off to do As the World Turns in New York, a soap opera that shot in New York. And so then, you know, then it's a different deal because you're recording in a studio by yourself. And so yeah. did you originally go out to read for Aquaman? You said you were an Aquaman fan. Did no, you? No, did... no, no, no. I was just very much at the time, uh, thinking they should make a superhero movie about Aquaman uh, and, there was an actor that I was working with on General Hospital named Jacob Young, and I thought he'd be the perfect Aquaman. And I, we had talked about it and gone through the comics, and and you know, but I don't know. It was just something that we. At the, there was a period when I was very much into comic reading about the Aquaman backstory, uh, and then the Green Arrow came into the picture, which was you know better than the Aquaman, I think, because you know he spent his time underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you didn't have to audition? It was just like... I, on- no, I don't know. I was offered the role. Really? Wow. Yes. I, I got a call that said, do you want to be the Green Arrow? Like I said. And wow. They, they said, I said, of course. You know, like any actor. Can you ride a horse? Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I showed up at the, uh, the studio over there at uh, Warner Brothers over, you know, where they do it in there. And it was... You know, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know any of this, that it was this thing with all these actors, like a live radio show. And, you know, when they finish the the taping, they do pickups. You know, like they'll say, okay, we have two lines for the Batman. We have a line for the, you know. But then it got to the Green Arrow. Uh, we got 15 pickups. <laughs> because, um, you know, it was new to me, so I wasn't quite... Uh, 
up to what this whole thing was about, and the, you know, and, and the voiceover thing because you had to yeah, I didn't, thing. you know, I didn't, you know, I probably uh, stepped on lines because I considered that it was, you know, we were doing uh, it was like a three camera soap opera where you just you're all going at the same time, but there needed to be spaces and pauses, and you know, sh- she was so good, Andrea, uh, Andrea, yeah. you know, she really you know, knew exactly what would work. And you, you kind of said, okay, okay, I got it. And then you would, you know, do it. And, and then that's, you know, so it was, so it took me a while to get into the groove. And then by the time I got into the groove, I was in a booth by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, is that how you finished the run? Were you in the booth by yourself up in New York for the rest of the show then from that point on? You know what? They I, then I would, went down to Fort Lauderdale, and somewhere they found a, a recording booth that I went to in Fort Lauderdale uh, that was even further away from. I mean, one day I had to get to the recording in New York City, and it was one of those days where, like, how am I going to get there by 3.15? And there was a guy, one of those uh, rickshaw guys on a bicycle, you know, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, so I, I waved that guy down and I thought, you know, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm in this little bicycle rickshaw on my way to do the Green Arrow and I will make it on time. You know? But there was no way I was going to make it with the traffic in New York City if I didn't get this rickshaw guy, this, you know, those bike guys. Yeah. It wasn't so it wasn't like, Kramer or Newman running the the rickshaw, was it? From that episode uh, no, of Seinfeld. You know, <laughs> I told the guy, I got to do the Green Arrow, make it quick, you know, get like in the old movies. Yeah, no one's going to look at you funny in New York if you say that. Right. <laughs> make it fast. Make it fast. Step on, on it. Step on, on it. And if you're listening right now, if you want to call in, uh, uh, I don't want you guys to monopolize my time with these two, but if you really want to call in, that's fine. We'll take your calls. Uh, 844-855-1380 is the toll-free line. Call in. I think it works from anywhere in the continental United States. Uh, I think it might even work in Canada and Mexico. We're not entirely sure. We have got calls from Canada before, so we'll uh, take your calls if you have a question. We're going to go ahead real quick, though, and take our first break. We're going to come back talking more with Wonder Woman and Green Arrow, Susan Eisenberg and Ken Schreiner right after this, so stand by. Hi, this is John Delancey, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. John Delancey. Amongst his other roles, such as Q in Star Trek and Discord and My Little Pony. Also, on a soap opera, Days of Our Lives, he played Eugene Bradford back in the 80s. Uh, we've got Susan Eisenberg and veteran voice star, uh, and uh, I should say veteran soap star, Ken Schreiner, who's been playing Scotty Baldwin General Hospital for a long period of time now. Do you want to give me a year? Uh, I will be celebrating an anniversary in a few weeks. I don't know. August second, I will play him for forty-two years. Wow! Good gig. Good gig. <laughs> no kidding. That's almost unheard of. I think like maybe Deirdre Hall on Days of Our Lives playing Marlena for yeah. nearly that yeah. long. Yeah, I've got the longest-running record of all. And you know, when people ask me, I always say, "Well, basically, uh, I had one good audition in my career." <laughs> 
Yeah, right, because you didn't have to audition for our show. Yeah, you right. So I, I, I milked the one good audition I had, got the part, and now 42 years later, you know, uh-oh, I have to audition for other things? No, no. <laughs> We've got a uh, we've got a caller called in. It looks like from I'm it's the 502 area code. We've got Caitlin. How are you, Caitlin? Good. Good. Thanks for calling in. Uh, say hello to Susan and Ken. Hello. 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 Do you have a question for them or a comment? Uh, are you ever going to come to Kentucky for a meet and greet? Who? Uh, which one of us? Both of us or one of us? Both of y'all. Well, in a second, if they had something and we were uh, something was going on, we'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, I mean we're you know if people want us to come to Comic Cons, we're always game to go and meet the fans. So I may have Kentucky on my agenda, um, but I'm not sure. Do you have? Well, I mean, we would love to. Is the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Susan. Is is are you doing? Uh, is it Louisville SuperCon or one of those coming up in maybe Louisville? Yeah, I think so. I think down the road, I had you have that. And Ken, do you when you do uh, comic cons, Ken, or is it mostly stuff with? I know you guys do soap opera type like cruises and stuff like that, and uh, and meet and greets with the fans. They're usually on the just the coast, or do you guys come in around the Midwest area? Um, you know, I, they 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 do have a, a the soap people travel about. I've done a few of them, but mostly back in New Jersey, New York, that. That area down in Florida, uh, I have never, I have not done recently. Back in the in the heyday, we used to go to the shopping malls all over the country. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually met Mark Valley, who played uh, Jack Devereaux on Days of Our Lives for, but I met him at Northwest Plaza here in St. Louis. Oh my God! Yes, there you go. Yes, Game. That's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> You thought you were the only soap opera fan, Susan? Come on. <laughs> I know, and I saw that when you, you, you tweeted out about Days of Our Lives. And you know what? We have, we have yet to talk about that. So that's in the, the next time I'm on the show, that's the whole show. We, we, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit because I know I was, uh, it seems like you're General Hospital, Young and the Restless. My grandma moved in with me very young, so I got to uh, experience General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, and Bold and the Beautiful were the three that I was yep. most familiar with. Okay, so, Days of Our Lives was definitely it for me. I mean, Bo and Hope. Hello, I mean, totally all in with that. Okay, yeah, and yeah. We, we, and as the world turns, all of them. I mean, I grew up with all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. We could. I think we have to have another. We'll almost have to have a three-hour show with the three of us just talking to <laughs> get into soap operas. We're gonna jump to another call, Caitlin. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, we've got Patty. Thanks, Caitlin. We've yes. Got, hi. Hi, Susan. This is Patty hi. calling in. Yes. Patty, yeah, Irish Patty one. Yes, yes, I, I thought that might be you. <laughs> I had a little trouble earlier. Um, hello, Susan, and hello, Ken. Um, Ken, I've been a fan for um, of yours on General since you punched Luke, and he took off with Laura. Right, and I just love, <laughs> I just love your work. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was. Uh... Uh, we had a lot of fun back then in those days doing all that stuff. It was, uh, uh, you know, he was uh, terrific. The great Anthony Geary, that's, uh, yeah, she's Francis. Very good. I, uh, just worked with her Friday. So, you know, uh, it's all, you know, we're still kind of going. Well, good. 
Yeah. Um, that's great. Um, my question was with Susan and you. Um, has Susan? Have you ever been on the show on General? No. Um, although Ken, when we first became friends in the first few years, and he, he knew I was a huge soap fan, he invited me down to the set, so I got to see the stages and meet oh. the actors. But I don't like. Unlike Ken, I don't want to be in front of a camera. I'm much more comfortable in front of a microphone. So I leave all the you know hamming it up on camera, oh. and I'll <laughs> ham it up on the radio. Yeah, yeah. you guys were in that movie together. Yeah, the chair. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the chair. We did do that. But that that was just like, a, you know, for me, that was just kind of like out of left field. You know, I knew Peter right. from Twitter, and he asked me to do it. And I was like, sure. Um, so, yeah, something like that. I would, you know, I'd love to do things like that. But, no, not like Ken, who's been doing it for, you know, so many years and has done all these incredible things. No, I mean, no, not for me. <laughs> Okay. Well, I always wondered. Oh, thanks, Patty. Sure. Thanks for your time. Thanks for calling, Patty. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And there she goes. Yeah, and Patty. Uh, yeah, Patty's Patty's a huge supporter of the Justice League reunion. Uh, does yes, does now Susan? Does Ken know about the whole Justice League reunion uh, thing that people are pushing on Twitter? Yeah, he does. Um, and he just wants a contract that if it happens, he's Green Arrow will be invited and included in the reunion. Um, so yeah, no, he, he does know about it because he sees it all the time on his feed. Um, and he, he, he tweeted out a couple of weeks ago that he would love to come back as the green arrow. So, and people really responded to that. So I think that, yeah, I mean, he knows about it. He supports it and now we just have to make it happen. So Ken, I know, uh, this, this was, uh, I think one of your very few voiceover gigs you, uh, were just brought in, didn't have to audition. How did, uh, how did you find, did you, uh, the, the response you've gotten to playing this character, and like you said, it was, it's 15, 16, 17 years ago now, and people are still loving you for this character. That's got to be an amazing feeling for something that kind of just happened, I guess, kind of out of left field for you? Um, yeah, you know, the, actually, uh, I've been around kids, and some of these kids, you forget that they watched it and are still watch it, and they're... My girlfriend has a 15-year-old daughter who, you know, they her people her age at 15 are like, oh, my God, he's the Green Arrow. I watched the Green <laughs> Arrow. So, yeah, I, I have a whole new fan club uh, at uh, with these kids. I just really, really realized that it still continues like, uh, you know, there's new generations of fans. Once in a while, there's a crossover, too, like, you know, you and I, where there's, like, the, the soap fan and the comic fan. Yeah. Those are my peeps. You know, when I can talk <laughs> soap and cartoons, it's like, you know, that's payday for me. And we did have one user on Twitter. Uh, his username, at TripHopMatt, wanted to know, Ken, do you relate to any particular aspects of Green Arrow's character? Uh, the green tights, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you know what? The character, I do relate to the character because, he, you know, since he doesn't have superpowers, he, he has to be very skilled with a bow and arrow, and he has this kind of a, he, he, he has a, a fast talker because he's, you know, kind of trying to keep people in line. But if push came to shove, 
without superpowers, you know, uh-oh, you're in trouble, right? Right. You know, if I mouthed off to Superman too much or the Batman, uh, well, the Batman has no superpowers either, or Superman. Wonder Woman has superpowers. Yes, I do. Yes, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. so I can't, I can't mouth off to Wonder Woman because she just, you know, has a bracelet and all the business, right? <laughs> uh, you get backhanded with an Amazonian bracelet, you're not going to come back from that really quick. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, it's amazing, and I know Susan and I have talked about the response to the Justice League reunion. We did have, actually, uh, our last caller, Irish Patty, did have a question. She tweeted to me, if the JL reunion were to happen, what would you like to see happen with Green Arrow's character? Well, number one, be there. <laughs> Uh, I no, told you he's looking for a contract. <laughs> you know, it, it was you know the show was so well done, and you know if they do get it together, they do it. I'm sure that that they would have, you know, if they if they incorporated the unlimited people that you know me and all the other people that showed up, uh, I'm sure that there would be reason that it would be good and it would be. Uh, fun to do, so I hope it all comes together. The bottom line is, Ken, just like on GH, Ken just wants story, right? So if they write him story, he's going to show up and he's going to play it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and you guys couldn't have asked for better writers. I know Susan and I have talked about it before with Dan Slott, uh, some of the stuff they did with Dwayne McDuffie, uh, just fantastic writers on that show. Yeah, no, it was a brilliant, it was a, so like, you know, we, the actors, yes, we'll show up, but like, as long as there are writers like Stan and Rich and um, obviously Dwayne has passed, but you know, we have that brilliant group of people back together, you know, we, we get the easy part. We get to say the lines. Right, exactly. So those of you who are listening at, right out there right now, if I can get my tongue out of my upper lip, uh, keep hashtagging the JL reunion. Uh, add Warner Brothers Pictures, Warner Brothers Entertainment in there because we know the cast is down. Andrea has said before right here on the show that she would come out of retirement to direct it. So it's just up to the executives to pull the trigger, and hopefully we get that soon. We're going to take our next break. We're going to come right back continuing our conversation with Ken Schreiner and Susan Eisenberg. Stand by. This is Andrea Romano. I happen to be the voice director for many animated series, including The Justice League. You are listening on geek to Me Radio. And we're back. This segment of the show brought to you by Marcus Theaters. MarcusTheaters.com with movie theater locations in 11 different states. Uh, if you're going out to see a movie, the, I know the Lion King tickets are available. Uh, Spider-Man will be coming out, and we saw that last week, and it was just amazing. The best Spider-Man movie yet, in my opinion. Avengers Endgame re-release coming back out yesterday. The movie about the guy who's the only one on Earth who can remember the Beatles songs was a brilliant film. If you're going to see any of these movies... Do it in the right atmosphere, because if you see it and the sound's off or the picture's not great or you go in and get the popcorn and it's burnt, it can kind of 
dampen the whole movie-going experience. So if you're going to see a movie, we always say see it in a first-class environment. Do it at Marcus Theaters with the big ultra-screen DLX and the, the surround sound, the big reclining heated seats. Uh, it's a perfect environment to see any movie. And with summer being the summer blockbuster movie season, you want to get out of the heat, go sit in a nice cool theater with a big Coke Zero and a huge thing of popcorn and enjoy some of these movies I just mentioned in IMAX or however you want to see it. Marcus Theaters is the perfect place to do that. Check out the website, marcustheaters.com. Buy your tickets right there on the website. Check out the locations closest to you and more. Very happy to have Marcus Theaters continuing their sponsorship with us here on Geek to Me Radio. We are joined now in a show I'm calling Wonder Arrow. We've got Susan Eisenberg, the voice of Wonder Woman. I think this is her 25th appearance on my show. And uh, we've also got Ken Schreiner making his debut on Geek to Me Radio, the voice of Green Arrow, and of course, Scotty Baldwin. You've done a lot of soap operas. I know we were talking just before the break that Susan and I are kind of, I guess we'd say, soap opera junkies. Is that fair, Susan? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Ken, you've done As the World Turns. You've done Port Charles, which was the General Hospital spinoff. You've been on Melrose Place, Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, I know a lot of fans right now are interested in the current storyline you're doing uh, with your co-star, uh, the character Ava Jerome, played by Maura West. How's everything going with uh, Scotty and Ava? Um, that's always a, a pending deal. I'm I'll constantly, you know, uh, and then I've got some stuff coming up with Bobby Spencer again, who's, you know, we've got a big history as well. Uh, so, you know, Scotty hasn't really. Scotty needs a love interest. He has no love interest. So he needs he, one. Yeah, he's out there trying to play the field and see what's up. Uh, but you do have a soft spot for Ava. I mean, you really do. And you and, and Maura, I mean, you and Bobby, I mean, you and Jackie have great chemistry, also an amazing history, but you and Ava just light up the screen together, in my opinion, as a fan. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> uh, yes, I enjoy the great Maura West. She's very, very fun to play opposite. She's, you know... Uh, she's kind of like old school She's old actress. school, like Barbara Stanwyck yeah. and those, you know, Veronica Lakes and all those, you know, women from the 40s that were really film noir ladies that that she's got that quality about her yeah she's dynamite and also i gotta say every time i see him on the on the screen with jackie zeman who plays bobby i'm old enough to remember the setup where um bobby pretended to have slept with with scotty to make laura jealous and laura comes to the door right and I remember that reveal, and it was so thrilling. Who was running the show at that time? Uh, Gloria Monty was running the show. You know, that seemed so great at the time, and now you see that it was really a very soap opera gimmick. It works well. It still works well. (laughs) The fans never get tired of getting, oh, my God, but they didn't, and she's lying. Right. So it's a good good, um, bit. It's a good bit, and it still works. Yeah, still, still, still holds water. Yep. And I was talking to Susan. I've fallen a little bit off the soap opera wagon with as uh, much as I have. I try to catch bits and pieces of what I can here and catch up. But if you don't keep with it, man, things change so quickly. Because I remember back when uh, Lynn Herring and you were on Port Charles, um, Lucy Coe, uh, but they, they move around so quickly. And I know a lot of the characters j- kind of bounce between different uh, soap operas as well. There's uh, You'll Move Over to As the World Turns, and then we've got, uh, I know, uh, uh, 
they had the character who played Tony DeMira on Days of Our Lives. He's one of the Cassidines on General Hospital. So there's a lot of that interplay. Is that a lot of fun, I guess, when you get to kind of go to this soap opera and you get to kind of make a new family, I guess? Well, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, for fans out there that remember Have Gun Will Travel, uh, Paladin, Paladin. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of like Have Gun Will will Go to Soap. So, yes. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, it's fun to go and work with, like I did a couple of different soaps in New York. So I got to work with the, 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 the New York actors and then the LA actors. But when it all comes down at the end of the day, you're best suited to play the character that you have played. So, you know, my, I, I love being Scotty Baldwin and I really don't want to go to another soap. I've already done that. I'd rather just stick with, you know, What's working? <laughs> well, and and you have such amazing history there. I mean, um, you know, you just again. I think you need a love interest, <laughs> and I think they should, you know, make you on the show like every other day. When King comes on screen, there's like a lightness to the show, and like he has such history with all the characters, and it's just I, you know, I just get such a kick out of watching him, even though I know him. When I'm sitting at home watching the show, I, you know, it just makes me giddy when he, like, walks into the oh, scene. well, thank you, Susan. No, and he's not even paying me to say this. In fact, I, he's, giving me a, say, he's giving me a look right now. Let me now come up with another, a little more money. You know, women of a certain age that grew up with Scotty, you know, we, we have a very, very strong soft spot for him. So, um, yeah, that's it. So did you two meet doing Justice League? Because the chair that you did the movie was after Justice League. So did you two meet doing Justice League? And did uh, is that how you just kind of started talking about your love of soap uh, opera, Susan? Well, or how did... Susan probably will tell the story, but, you know, there's two versions. I moved into Beverly Hills and I was, you know, out on my, uh, with the door open. And this what I thought was a, an obsessed fan came up to me and started talking about General Hospital and how she was, and I thought, who's this crackpot? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, sorry. But uh, she said we both did the same show, but see, I never did the show when Susan, we never were in the studio. Yeah, we were never in the studio together. Right. So... Which is just as, just as well, because I would have lost it had he walked in. <laughs> um, I really would have been so starstruck if he had walked into the studio. But luckily for me, when I met him, he was just on the street. And I, I really, I had the courage to go up to him and tell him that I loved him as Scotty, but also that we had worked on the show together. And I, he, he's right. Like, he thought I was, you know, a little like, woo. But then I got, he got to say, he said to me, what character did you play on Justice League? And I got to say Wonder Woman. Ah. And then he, he, he blocked me ever since. No, I said, who's that? <laughs> no. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, but, uh, you know, when Susan... She did go down to General Hospital and visit, and there was a bit of a security problem. But other than that, <laughs> it, was, it was so, you know, she won't be coming back again. Right, but, just let's say, let's leave it there. Did you try to smuggle in the Wonder Woman tiara, Susan? Is that what happened? You no, got caught through the metal detector? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's okay. We, no, do, we don't have to get into it. It's so, it's so sad, too, like as we were talking about Kim, like jumping all over the place because he did so many other shows. 
like those shows don't exist. I mean, for LA, you have to be an LA actor to work on a soap these days. Back in the day in New York, there were so many shows and mm-hmm. they would, you know, the casting people would go to Broadway and pull actors from Broadway and then they'd show up on Ryan's Hope or Out the World Turns or Guiding Light and that's all gone. So it's, it's, it's a real shame for those younger actors because they can no longer get their start in, in daytime like they used to. Very true. Very true. Uh, we have a couple of calls holding. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and get to some of these calls. Uh, right after this, talking with Susan Eisenberg and Ken Schreiner. Stand by. Greg Sipes, the voice of Beast Boy, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. That's what's up. We are back. This segment brought to you by the City of St. Charles, the website discoverstcharles.com. Not Port Charles, in case you're listening. This is St. Charles, different city. Uh, discoverstcharles.com has something going on for everybody all year long uh, from historical recreations. They've got uh, some of the best food in the area. They just opened a salt and smoke right there on South Main. So if you're a barbecue fan, that's a must-go-to place. Uh, Missouri wineries, they've got all sorts of things, unique shopping experiences you won't find anywhere else. I always talk about the English shop right there in the 400 block of South Main, where I go to get my jammy Dodgers and my jelly babies for my Doctor Who watch parties. Uh, there's something for everyone in St. Charles. Like I said, from the dining to the shopping to the nightlife, uh, quintessential bar is always hopping there on North Main. And if you're coming from out of town, if you don't live in the general area, that's fine. World-class accommodation hotels right there in the area to charming and quaint little bed and breakfasts. Just a fantastic place to visit. It's right here in our backyard. If you've not yet made the trip to St. Charles, please do so. It's a fantastic place, fun for the whole family. Get out and bike ride up down the Katy Trail. You can rent a bike from the Bike Stop Cafe if you don't want to bring your own bike. Lots of things to see and do. The website to go to to plan your trip, Discover ST Charles. Dot com. That's Discover St. Charles for an historically good time. We've got Susan Eisenberg and Ken Schreiner with us uh, for the rest of the hour. We're going to go right to the phone calls. We've got Larry on line two. Larry, how are you? Well, pretty good. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Uh, say hi to Susan and Ken for us. Well, hello. Hi, Susan and Ken. How are you guys doing? Hey, Larry. We're doing good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, actually. Uh, you remember me from Twitter as well. I'm uh, friends with Patty. Um, I, <laughs> I have a question for you. And I, first off, I, I think Ken, uh, I'm no voice, you know, and I, no offense to Patrick Duffy, but uh, I'm no voice director. But you also would make a good Steve Trevor, too, I think, as far as your voice goes. Yeah, he'd be a great Steve, Steve Trevor. But Steve Trevor is Wonder Woman's um, one of her love interests. But Patrick Duffy got the role on Justice League, so oh. out of luck there. We're all past things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Larry, you had a question about the Black Canary Green Arrow romance. Yes, I was wondering how do you how do you think that would develop? You think it'd work or wouldn't it? Um, from what I remember, I, I, I'm sure that it would have been a wonderful romance. Uh, unfortunately, I. When I was doing it, I don't remember. Uh, well, maybe we did. Uh, who was the actress that played Black Canary? Was uh, you know? Maureen Bacarin. Ah, uh, okay. 
Yeah, they had, I have to say, because I wasn't in a lot of their episodes, but I've watched a lot of their episodes, and they had tremendous chemistry vocally. Like, it was just wow. And the way they were written was very, it was sexy. It was, um, you know, very moonlighting. It was very good. Yes, yes, yes. That would have been a wonderful relationship with the Green Arrow. Uh, you know. Maybe in the reunion show. Maybe so. <laughs> And I've gushed at Susan about the favorite Wonder Woman episodes that she's been in. Ken, I got to say, one of my favorite Green Arrow-centric episodes were the ones where you, uh, Nathan Fillion, Vigilante, and all the non-powered heroes were in a parade, and you were attacked uh, by the Shaggy Man, which was uh, really good because all these non-powered heroes, and he got power so he could fight the Justice League, and he's going on about, where's Superman? And it was just you guys, Shining Knight, Vigilante, Stargirl, you had no powers, and you were fighting this guy who's claiming powers are ruining the world. So that was a great episode. Yeah, and also Kim liked it when we weren't around. You know, Kim liked it when he was front and center, right? Like when Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, when we were like off doing other things, maybe. No, but there was an episode where there was a monster, and I remember that uh, I had to pull my arrow, and and the line was, open wide dirtbag and then i shot the arrow and killed him uh, uh that was a big monster too i forget which one monster that was but i don't know if that's the episode you're talking about but yes. i do remember it's like you're like macgyver you know like you do everything you can figure out everything with your bow and arrow i guess so look at you and that was actually the voice who did that uh, that role was jk simmons who's uh j jonah jameson in the spider-man movies uh, he was the voice oh, of General Eiling, the, who you shot the arrow into his mouth. He's so good. Uh, yeah, I see him at the supermarket from time to time. <laughs> the actor, yes. I, I did not know I had that in common. I would have said something to him. Right. It's very That's awkward since you did too. shoot him in the mouth. That's got to be an awkward uh, meeting anyway. Hey, remember me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you won't remember me, but uh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The two of you, it, it, I love seeing all your posts on Instagram. You guys are just really good friends now, which is I was always kind of wondering the backstory, how that came about, and now I know. Uh, so you guys, it's it's very cool to see you out at lunch and hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, well, you know, if um, if he's buying, I'm showing up. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that Wonder Woman was quite the, uh, you know, freeloader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, if there's a salad, she's there. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> she can be plied with salad. We know Wonder Woman's weakness now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> We're going to take our last break. We're going to come right back and wrap things up with the two of you. Uh, we will be coming back after this break, so stand by. This is Diane Pershing, the voice of Poison Ivy, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back. Our final segment on Geek to Me Radio. My guests today have been Susan Eisenberg and Ken Schreiner, the voices of, of Wonder Woman and Green Arrow. Make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have Peter Raquel and Kristen Alfonso. Bo and Hope from Days of Our Lives will be on the air with us. So make sure to tune in for that. Wait, are you serious? No, I just wanted to hear you <laughs> react. I'm kidding. God. <laughs> no, that was. I was just kind of seeing how closely you were listening, Susan. <laughs> oh my God! Right, you should see my face right now. I'm like, what? 
But uh, but no, I, I greatly appreciate the both of you being on. This has been uh, fantastic. And uh, Ken, you're my first soap opera uh, guest who I've had on the show, which uh, has been great for me to talk to you. Well, you know, he has a lot of friends in the industry, so if you ever need any guests, I mean, he knows everybody. <laughs> I, I've seen the pictures on Twitter. He's always having lunch with someone. It's like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. Well, that's also because they give him rides home. I get, I, I, yeah, I get rides home. And, uh, uh, yeah, there, there is a, a – I do uh, have a lot of soap opera friends. Well, perfect. Uh, send me your email address. I'll reach out and send you the list to – no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, this has been great. I know, uh, there, like I said, there's a lot of crossover. Is there a soap opera that you've not done that you would have liked to do? Um, not really. No, I think I kind of, uh, done, you know, and I, I did one, even one up in Canada and I did, you know, the nighttime deal called rituals. That was kind of a, yeah, I had, I've had my fill of soap operas, you know, from here, I'd like to go straight to the movie star status. <laughs> so what about TV star? Yeah, I mean, he did arrow. He did the uh, TV show arrow. That's right. That was that. That was like kind of weird. How like they that came out of the blue. Yeah, they out of the blue again. I got a call to resurrect the Green Arrow over on that show, The Arrow, which is about the Green Arrow. And to my uh, surprise, here I was, fifteen years later, being the Green Arrow again. He, he, it was a phony Green Arrow running around town. That so they thought, wow, well maybe we'll give the that phony Green Arrow <laughs> the, the voice of the cartoon green arrow yeah that's great so uh i had a very good time it was a great great work uh you know i did this about last season this it just aired yeah 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 and yeah so here i was being the green arrow 15 years later uh and so if there's a justice league reunion and that would be great because i you know had a different arrow this time that's now 15 years later he he seemed maybe, maybe he was a little more uh, you know modernized, uh, you know uh, weather worn. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, see, li- little did Stephen Amell know that Stephen Amell is actually the fake Green Arrow. Ken Schreiner is the real exactly. Green Arrow. <laughs> exactly, James. Sheesh. We we know what's going on. Please, people. But yeah, the, the I know the uh, the the Warner Brothers does a great job with those little homages in their TV series. Uh, it's called the Berlanti verse because uh, Greg Berlanti's been behind all those shows on the CW, and we've had uh, Mark Guggenheim on the show, one of the writers for Arrow and the Flash, and they do a really nice job of giving those little homages, like having you know Linda Carter as the president on Supergirl or having Ken Schreiner as a voice on Arrow the series. Uh, they do a great job. Yeah, that I so was, I, I agree with you. I thought it was a great great that they actually did that i thought that this show is really cool and you know they were so happy and nice it was one of my best working experiences to do that and i did it twice so uh it was good well we uh we appreciate the both of you being on uh if you're listening right now and you just are coming on the tail end we'll have this uploaded in a podcast form for you to download susan eisenberg ken schreiner thanks very much for your time today Thank you, James. Thanks a lot. Take care. There we go. We'll be back next week. So until then, my friends. It's not in the way you play Mario Kart. It's not in the way you look when you make him a throw references. That's a show. This is Geek to Me Radio. 
Thank you, Coast City. Good night. <laughs>